Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Billings, Montana with Jim Markle of Red Ox Manufacturing. After Jim got out of the military, he went to school and came to Billings to start his business. He says that even though Billings is a growing city, it still feels like taking a step back in time. Jim also loves all four seasons on the Montana Prairie. In this episode, Jim and I talk about the Burn the Point car show, the gorgeous scenery along Beartooth Highway, and the Montana State Fair. You have about these three amazing experiences and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash billings. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Jim, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Lee. Good to be here. Absolutely. So I met you a couple of years ago at a conference called TBEX, and Redox had a table at the Billings Convention Center. And so it was a pleasure to meet you, and the city itself was just really fantastic. And I really wanted to have you on the show to learn a little bit more about it and to educate the listeners about the about Billings, Montana. Yeah, it's one of those cities that a lot of people don't think about right out here in flyover country. So uh, that's a unique proposition, I'd say. We have a about a hundred some odd thousand people, and we're six hundred and fifty miles from every major city: Salt Lake, Denver, Minneapolis. So it's kind of this interesting little hub of activity out here in the high plains. Oh, that's awesome. So what's your connection to Billings? Well, not much. I, after completing my service in the military, I decided to come up here and go to school and, and start a business and a life. And one place was as good as the next, having grown up in a military family and never living anywhere more than about 18 months. And to me, the first connection that I thought about was when I first came here was it was a step back in time, like it was 30 years in the past. And, you know, after living in California and all the, you know, big cities along the coast, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Idaho, I felt there was opportunity here. Like the pace of life was different. It was very, very interesting, you know, to feel like almost going back in time. That's awesome. And I'm sure the city's grown tremendously over the years that you've lived there. What's kind of kept you there over, over the, the, that time? Well, my business has kept me here. And then the love of, you know, I've learned to embrace the four seasons. I never thought I would live away from the ocean. But the prairie has an allure all itself. It's like a sea of grass. And, and then the weather here, like, it can be brutal, but it can also be beautiful. So I've just learned to embrace the changes and go with it, you know, and, and adapt my life to live. You know, if it's hot out, I've got flip-flops and a tank top. If it's cold out, i got the best boots and cold weather gear money can buy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like they say, you know, you take the good with the bad and uh, and try to enjoy it all, right? Right. And then, of course, I have a passport. And so when it gets to be too bad, I just get on an airplane and go somewhere. Well, kind of speaking of that, what's, what is the weather like throughout the year? And I know that just from looking at the news and the, the weather and stuff like that, sometimes it gets like, I see some negative numbers uh, in the wintertime. Uh, but what's the weather like throughout the year? And if somebody's going to plan on visiting, what time of year should they visit? 
we generally recommend if you're a winter sports person, come after Christmas. If you're a summertime person, come after July 1st, because we get a lot of our moisture in June. So it can be rainy. I've even seen it snow in the middle of June. So I always say it's a safe bet. If you come after the 1st of July, I can guarantee sunshine and warm weather and very long days. We're up north here. So the towards uh you know the peak on the equinox it'll be 9 30 or at night before the sun goes down and then you can still see the afterglow almost at 10 o'clock and so you know if the sun comes up at 4 30 you can have some really long days of adventure oh that's really awesome yeah i mean if you're trying to maximize your vacation days that's one way to do it for sure yeah i get a little manic when it's like that you know i i was up this morning at five and i'm not a morning person at all but the sun's up I had some coffee, came to work. It was just have you know, just kind of had at it early. It's weird. I just like, and then as the winter comes on, you slow down a little bit, and you know, the, of course, the sun sets at like <laughs> four o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, didn't come up till ten. It feels like so. Those are the days that we you know we go to Red Lodge and we go skiing and uh, snowboarding. I snowboard and my wife skis. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm a snowboarder myself. I've I've always been afraid if I ski that my legs are going to go in the opposite directions and it's going to hurt. Yeah, I got to save your knees. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So I actually, in in anticipation of our our conversation, I went to visitbillings.com, the visitors bureau there that that I met at TBEX, and I saw some really fun festivals and things like that that occur throughout the year. What are some of your favorites? Uh, The Strawberry Festival is a yearly occurrence. Blues Fest, a friend of mine promotes that. Um, some great music uh, at the Blues Festival. There's also uh, around the region, you know, there's a Red Ants Pants Music Festival up in uh, White Sulphur Springs, which they hold in a cow pasture in the middle of nowhere. So it's kind of a destination festival. And that one, I believe, is sold out this year to over 13,000 people. Oh, wow. That's the biggie, I think, for the whole state. And then, you know, we'd think nothing of driving all over here. You know, uh, we've got wide open roads and a high speed limit. Billings is a good jumping off point for a lot of different things to do in Montana. A couple of ones I saw that were that were really interesting to me. It was like, uh, Burn the Point. I guess it's like a classic car show that happens every year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a they do like a street dance on a Friday night. And I've gone and watched the cars. And you can't believe the number of cars, like hot rod cars, people in this town have that are. And we don't have a rust problem like you do anywhere where the moisture and humidity is high. So magnificent examples of vintage vehicles. Oh, that's really awesome. And then I guess the uh, the Montana State Fair is there as well, correct? Correct. That's just a few blocks from here. Actually, I can actually look out my office window and see the fairgrounds. One of my favorite things, of course, is all the 4-H kids. And, you know, they come from all over Montana. They live in some pretty remote locations, and especially eastern Montana, where these farms can be a small wheat farm or average wheat farm would be 10,000 acres, which I know is hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around. And, you know, they'll have a couple kids there. They'll be raising cows or whatever and and chickens. And it's I, I really dig going down and checking that out. Yeah, that's so cool. Like seeing like the pride in uh, them raising those animals, you know, from like babies to the point where they can show them, you know. And I think that's just really awesome. Like seeing that that work and that kind of like that dedication over the long term. Yeah, and they and they you know they they sell the animals and they and they're able to raise money. And these kids are really independent. You know, the, I remember they they have checking accounts and stuff at ten years old and stuff. And it's just very, uh, I don't know. It's just a really I think it's a good thing. Four H is really good for good for uh, upbringing. Absolutely. And then something else that's, I guess, that's along those lines, talking about livestock and everything, is the uh, the Nile Stock Show and, and Rodeo. Yeah, that's definitely more of a, 
you got to be, a, you know, you don't have to be a cowboy, but you know, it's it certainly brings out the cowboys to that event. <laughs> and I, you know, curious to go to that or the mate or the different shows, I would go and look at the equipment. I couldn't tell you what any of that stuff does. You know, I mean, it, it looks like a tractor, but it does like so much more than just pull a plow or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I'm a city boy from California, so it's all foreign to me, you know, but <laughs> But it's cool. You know, yeah. I mean, you go and you look at it and they got air conditioning in there in the cab. And, you know, I like equipment. I like operating equipment. I think I'd, I could farm for a minute. So let's take a step back. Like you talked about earlier that Montana's kind of like that flyover country and things. And so a lot of people are, we're kind of like waving as we fly over. But if people are going to come to to Billings, do we just fly into the airport there? Or like, what's the best airport to fly into for coming from like, say, where I live in Nashville or where I used to live in California? We have direct flights to California in the Billings now, and, and of course, Bozeman, which is about two hours away. And so it really depends. You'll end up routing typically through Denver or Salt Lake or Minneapolis. So we're that's typically how you have to take that extra leg. And so that's all they, they recently they've started having direct flights from Dallas, which I thought was really interesting. So you can fly directly from Billings to Dallas and back. So that's a new flight. And, you know, it's a good jumping off point because we have a big population base. A lot of rental cars are available here because of our population and stuff. And you can rent SUVs and and larger vehicles as well. That's good to know. And do most of the airlines fly in there or is it it just a a handful? I think it's about six or seven airlines now. Um, SkyWest was the big one. We like flying them. United. Yeah, there's quite the little hustle and bustle up there. I was up there picking up my cousin last week and four large planes landed right around midnight and man, it, I was like, wow, look at this. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like big city time, you know, yeah. there was a bunch of delays going on. You know, the airlines haven't quite spun up to their normal efficiencies. So the traveling can be a little challenging right now. Yeah. I remember when I, I actually was at a different conference in DC before I came to TBEX in Billings and I flew from DC. I think I may have stopped in Minneapolis or something. I think I was flying Delta into Billings there. And uh, the airport itself is is pretty small. And once you arrive there, to get into downtown, to get to see some of the attractions and some of the restaurants and things, do we rent a car or just take an Uber? Because when I was there, I just took an Uber. But is it better to rent a car while we're there? Well, overall, if, I mean, if you're just going to do billings, you could get away with it with an Uber here and there, especially if you were going to stick to the downtown area. But it's a rather sprawling town. It's grown quite a bit in the last 25 years. And so I would say a car, like like any place, you, you know, almost need it, right? But the nice thing about when you arrive is like, let's just say you got in late and you have a hotel booked downtown. You could be in your hotel room after you get off the plane in like 10 minutes. The airport is up on the rim rocks up above the town. So we're in down in a valley. The planes come in and land. And so as they're approaching Billings, they fly over the downtown, and then the cliffs rise up about four or 500 feet, and the, the approach is really cool. The pilots love it. And so that airport, literally, you drop off the hill, within you're right within a mile of downtown Billings. It's really neat. I live down right below the airport. You don't really hear the planes too much, but getting to the airport and getting out of town or arriving back is really nice. Oh, good, good. Yeah, and I remember once we got into the downtown area, it was very easy to walk around. We did the, the Billings Brew Trail, hit a bunch of different breweries, and we just walked around. And it was super simple and easy to walk around and hit a couple different restaurants. It was uh, it was really good. Yeah, we've seen quite the renaissance of our downtown with these brew pubs. If craft beer is your thing, Billings has quite a selection of them. There's probably, I know of four of them off the top of my head, like Uber Brew, uh, Montana Brewing, Thirsty Street, and Cider House. Cider Mill. Last Chance Cider Mill. That's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't into a lot of ciders, but like they were really tasty. Yeah, they, and they've got a great restaurant as well. So a lot of these places have restaurants associated with Uber Brew, especially. I, I like their German sausage sandwich that they make there. It's kind of one of my guilty pleasures as well. Yeah, I, when I was on the I was on the trail, I had a tri-tip sandwich when I was there. Probably also to kind of absorb some of the beers, right? <laughs> and then uh, the next day, I, I think I went back there because it was so good. I had to go back and, and try it again. I've done that before. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's another restaurant that was a little bit around the corner there. It was like a, kind of like an older vintage steakhouse that we went to. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Yeah, the Buffalo Block. That's well, it originally was another uh, company, but they sold it and then they rebranded it and invested a bunch of money into it. So it's been an iconic steakhouse. Well, there's Jake's as well. That's downtown steakhouse. It's pretty much the same. And then they took the Rex and remodeled it last year or the year before last, just before. And it was just, I mean, they went, they went to town. They've got these dry rubbed aged steaks there. Yeah, there's two main steakhouses in Billings. And then, of course, we've got other ones like more of chain style out on the West End. And which is like you definitely need a vehicle to drive to the west side of town. If you leave the downtown corridor, you got to have a car. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it may, it may have been Jake's that we went to because it was right there near all those beer trail spots. Right. Yeah, Jake's and Walker's are institutions here that have been here forever. Walker's, is, they have moved a couple times. And, and one of the things is they, they like to reinvent themselves. And they, they are not afraid to like rip the whole place apart and start over about every 10 years. And I've watched that company just do great through the years, and I've uh, you know I've always enjoyed going there. Oh, that's fantastic! And like you said, uh, you know, there's lots of cattle and everything like that around, so I'm sure they have access to just superb steaks. Yeah, that's that's another thing that's that's changed recently is that the ranchers and the farmers are they're finding a way to get right to the chefs directly. Miller Ranch is the one that comes to mind out in Absorkey. They've been around about 100 years. In the last few years, they've recently gone to where they're approaching the chefs directly with cuts and able to sell. They're running their own processing plant and uh, under contract and stuff. So they're able to like, you know, you can buy brisket right from Miller Ranch. So that's a really a unique change. So it never leaves the state. It's not, it's not going to Chicago to be fattened up and then it's really, you know, I'd say shortcutting the model a lot. A lot of this consumer direct stuff that's happening in the restaurant industry. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. So, okay. So while we're there in Billings, what are some of the things that we should be doing, whether it's in the town, seeing some of the attractions there, or I know that it's kind of like known as a trailhead to some of the national parks that are nearby. Right. So, you know, there's a lot to do in town. Do we have like the world's greatest, you know, whatever? I don't really know that I would say that per se, but we have a nice art museum here and I've toured it a few times and been very inspired by some of the artists that they bring through and then some really great outdoor gear. A lot of my friends that come visit me, the first thing they want to do is they want to hit Shields or one of the other farm and ranch, and actually farm and ranch stores like Shipton's and TSC and stuff like that. Some of the, they don't have these places in California. And so a lot of times my friends come visit, they're like, well, I've never seen this stuff before. And they'll, you know, so they'll, they'll hit our stores and load up on some gear, no sales tax, you know, that's always nice. And then, of course, within a few, just a few miles of here, you got the Bighorn River, which is to the south, which is a blue ribbon trout stream. You can float and fly fish. The canyon up above is magnificent boating and like spectacular slot wall canyons with 600 to 800 foot high cliffs. I mean, it's insane. 
And then you go to the to the west a little bit, and you've got the Beartooth Absorker Wilderness, which is where Red Lodge sits on the edge of. So that's a little mountain ski town. The wilderness area, which I've done lots of solo backpacking in. So if you really want to get away from it all, you can disappear up into the mountains, and there's trout streams up there and fishing. And you know, back when I was a lot younger, I would just take my dog and my backpack and my fly rod, and I would go up into the mountains and for the weekend and just, you know, whatever, bring a couple cans of beans, catch a few trout, camp out, that sort of thing. And then, they, of course, they have established campgrounds like KOA and all that. So you can do, the, if you want that sort of an adventure, you can have it closer to town. We've got some awesome trail system now that we didn't have back in the day. I've watched that progress. Bike lanes now. And I like to ride my bicycle around town. I'm kind of more of a towny guy. I like to ride my beach cruiser. And so it's nice and flat, you know, through the downtown corridor. So some people like the mountain bike. It's not really my thing. But there's a little bit of something for everybody. We have some great bicycle shops here. Yeah, a lot of trails and access to a lot of outdoor stuff, you know. It's kind of like if you don't like the outdoors, you may not care for Montana because a lot of our life revolves around being outside and doing things. And I guess some generation, maybe they like to play video games a lot, but that's never been my thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I tire of those that sort of interaction rather quickly. Sure. Yeah. My, my kids are all about the iPad right about now, but they're six and 10. They don't really know much, much different. Yeah. When you mentioned the KOA, actually, we just went to a KOA campground this weekend and I heard that actually KOA is, was started right there in Billings. Right. Yes. KOA number one is actually just, I mean, it's two miles from my office. It's just right over along the Yellowstone River. Their corporate offices are downtown. They've been doing a lot of expansion in the last year or two. They've uh, definitely like changing the experience at KOA with more built stuff. And this is a really on the move company been around for, I believe over 50 years. So yeah, they're international. So uh, yeah, that's a really cool brand. I've stayed at a lot of KOAs, you know, through my life. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, some of my friends through the the last year, obviously we have not been flying a lot, so they got their trailers and they're out there just hitting all the different KOA campgrounds and everything. Yeah. I'm not that adventurous yet where I'm going to invest in it, but I stayed at a, a campground just a couple hours away from here, and it was it was really nice. Like there was a couple of different variety of of cabins to choose from, and the bathrooms were actually really clean and kind of upgraded and everything as well. It's not like you walk into some place a little sketchy, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all stayed at a few of those yeah. through the years. You know, sometimes you're out in the high desert, Nevada somewhere, or the backside of Idaho and you'll just pull in somewhere and you'll be like, I'm so tired. I just want to park. And yeah, I've, I've camped at a few of those in my <laughs> life. And, but that's one thing I'll say when, you know, a, a good hot shower, you'd almost give an arm and a leg for, and that's uh, true. after you've been out on the road for a while. That's true. So maybe some people that are listening aren't interested in staying at, the, like at a KOA, like in a, more of a campground type of thing. What are some of the hotels that you might recommend that if they're staying in the downtown area and, from what I saw, there was there's a lot of the brands like Marriott and Radisson and, and those types. But what are some like more like boutique or like local type of hotels that are there? Yeah, the, we have one that you know been around forever in a day. It, it's called the Northern Hotel. It was getting a little long in the tooth, as they say, and it was purchased by uh, some local guys that they put 20, 30 million into it, I think. And it is nice. I mean, it's high tech now. It's right downtown. I mean, it is a block from Jake's. They have a restaurant called 10 down in the lower deck there. And they got a fine dining. It's a really nice hotel now. And, you know, locally owned, as they say. 
So that's the one that really comes to mind. You know, before they remodeled it, I would have been like, eh. You know, now, yeah. I mean, at one point, people have lived there. Back in the day, before, when I first came to town, there was some people that like li- literally lived at the hotel. Some wealthy heiress was living there, and you'd go down to the bar. And she was quite the character, you know. <laughs> uh, and she like funded the local hospital for oh, that's awesome. Big endowment, and then the theater, and. And, you know, she'd buy a bourbon or whatever and, and tell stories. And she lived to be like, I want to say she almost lived to be 100 years old. And her name was Alberta Bear in the Alberta Bear Theater. And, and she lived literally lived at the hotel. So the original uh, assisted living facility, as they say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of those things, you know, you kind of dream of, you know, what? instead of going to assisted living, I'm going to pay and just live on a <laughs> boat, like on a cruise line or live at a hotel or something like that. I think you get way better service in, in some places. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, definitely a thought, right? <laughs> now, one of the ones, I, again, I was doing some research at Village Billings. One of the one that seemed appealing for my kids, for sure, is at the the Bighorn Resort. I guess there's something called the the Reef, which is, uh, from what I saw, is the largest indoor water park in Montana. Oh, that's right. Yeah, see, that's out on the West End. So that's okay. the other side of town. And you definitely need a car to get out there, and you're right. I went to a wedding out there once. That has a big pool indoors, and that yeah, that's one of the ones where some of the people with kids and stuff, they love that place. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, I know they would go crazy over it. You know, <laughs> and sometimes you know, even if like, you're not happy as a parent to like be going there, like just seeing the looks on their faces, that's what it really what it's all about. Well, you know, we all love the water, you know, and that's yeah, most people do, and uh, and it, that's closer to the other side of town, which near Zoo Montana, and all that. So you have access to that, and uh, of course, you know, there's a big you know, like shopping area and car dealerships and RV. I mean, you name it. It's like that. I like to call it little California out there. Cause it's like the development that changed, you know, say from the 1880s when they built, when they built Billings, Billings was a railroad town. And so the downtown corridor was all mapped out by the railroad in 18, I believe 1883. And so the lots are 25 feet wide by 140 feet. That's the standard. That's the parcel. And so they, they call those like a shotgun style lot, long and skinny. And so that's why the, you know you go to Montana Avenue and all the buildings are narrow and long. You know, Montana faces uh, west. And, but then you, as you move through the grid, you'll be like, well, why are all these things kind of the same? Well, yeah, they laid it out in the grid in 18, you know, 1893 or whatever and surveyed it all out. And then the railroad parceled up the town. And Frederick Billings started Billings, Montana, and he was president of the railroad. And, you know, there's a train tracks that run right through the center of downtown. So we still have a very, very active rail yard and rail system here. Oh, the rail yard. That's another place where you can go get beer. And it sits right along the old part of downtown. It's like an old warehouse converted into a brew pub. Oh, that, I love the place like that. They have such character. That's, that's really fun. Well, Jim, I, I really appreciate you sharing all these tips. Even though I've been to Billings, I've learned so much. And I, I need to come back and go check out all these things myself. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Billings, where should they go and what should they eat? Wow, that's always a tough question. So for fast dining, like just what I love is the Burger Dive. They've won many national competitions, and now the owners are judges at these big burger competitions, and they're just incredible. It's a cute little place in one of these tiny little buildings downtown that's 25 feet wide by 140 feet deep. <laughs> and so I just, it's another one of those places I really love to go to. I, they're very creative with their hamburgers. That's fantastic. Do you have like a favorite burger there? Yeah, I get the garlic burger uh, with mushroom and cheese and then uh, some hot sauce on that sucker. And it's really good. Oh yeah. My wife would be all over that with, the, especially with the hot sauce and everything else. 
And they'll do stuff like huckleberry stuff. You know, huckleberries are a Montana berry that, you know, they'll make like a huckleberry dressing. And yeah, Brad is a very creative chef. He's, like I said, he knows his business. That's awesome. So obviously you've lived in Billings for quite a while, seeing the transformation of it all. What's one of your most memorable stories of living there? I would say one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had in Billings is discovering the natural beauty of the Yellowstone Valley, the way the light moves across the rims at a certain time of the year and just understanding the pace of life here after being on the run my whole life it's just really become home no i, I totally hear that i mean i've lived in california all my life and you're used to that, that fast pace and you're running around everywhere no matter where you're going like you're speeding because you you feel like you have to hurry up and get there once i moved to nashville I, it's like i can ease off the gas and like i actually put on speed i put it on cruise control at the speed limit and, and right down and like I'm not in a rush to go anywhere. So it feels so much better living that way versus the way I did in California. Yeah, that to me is probably the most memorable thing for me. I mean, that's awesome. And I, I love the way that feeling is. And, and so speaking of happy feelings, where's the happiest happy hour in Billings? I would say probably like Thirsty Street Brewing Company. That, that seems to be the spot. It's another one of those ones right down the road you know, from all the other brew pubs. But that one seems to really haul them in. They've got a good little spot for music and they can play out in the parking lot. You know, you'll sometimes go down there and you'll see quite the crowd. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing, seeing that one on the on the brew trail. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza spot. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Billings? Well, I'm a little biased on that. I have a pizza oven in my yard, a wood-fired pizza oven, and we can throw a pretty good pizza. But for a commercial pizza that you can get normally... Uh, I would say Bullman's Pizza out on the West End is probably that that spot. They do a wood fired as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, as much as you love for some of the, <laughs> the listeners to show up and, and visit Billings, I don't know if you want all of them going to like your yard and, and knocking on your door and saying, hey, uh, Jim, can I have a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun, though. Yeah, for sure. It's great meeting the, the listeners. That's one of the, the fun things I love about doing the show. Now, you know, you do a lot of traveling internationally as well as like domestically and everything so i know you have a lot of great travel tips but what's one of your favorites yeah my favorite travel tip is basically travel with one bag if you can at all you know travel with one bag because it's you know how it is you know the more you have to haul with you the tougher it is that is absolutely true i'm also team carry-on I, I don't check bags if i if i can avoid it absolutely yeah that's what i mean by carry one bag yeah yeah carry it with you carry on and while everybody's fighting at the turnstile for their luggage you're out the door and in the first uber and gone absolutely you're halfway to town by the time they got their bags yeah so right on well, well jim i really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for for billings montana i know i learned a lot can you tell the audience a little about who you are what you do and then definitely about the the red ox bags well sure yeah i was a my early life, I was a parachute rigger in the Marine Corps, and I, as I left the military, I started a company called Red Ox Manufacturing, and we manufacture probably the most durable travel bags ever built, and we sell those direct to consumer online, redox.com, so that's kind of our thing. I kind of bucked a trend early on with the internet, and you know I wanted to have that relationship with people directly, and we've done that, and that's been, as I say, the rest is history. We have customers all over the world. We manufacture things right here in Billings, Montana, and then, you know, the UPS and FedEx guy comes and takes it away. And so that has been what I've done with basically my whole adult life now, over 30 years. Oh, that's that's amazing. And I remember seeing the bags when I was there in Billings, and they were very attractive. It was like It's like a mixture of like the red and the black, at least the ones I saw. 
they look very tough. And some of my friends grabbed some uh, while they were there and they love traveling with them. So that's awesome. Yeah, getting into the whole travel thing, you know, with with my lifestyle, whether I'm out on the road traveling or just going to the farmer's market on Saturday, we kind of started, you know, a lot of the products were created around an active lifestyle. Like if you're on the go all the time and you're going far, you don't want to be let down. And so I try to build things in a way that it's like mil spec for the civilian market. So double tough, lifetime warranty, that sort of thing. And but yet built in a way that it won't break on the other side of the planet. Because I'm hard on gear. I'm, I'm, you know, I travel a lot. I go places. I like to do stuff. And sometimes I'm just rough with my stuff. You know, I'm just like throw it in the back of the truck, into the boat, into a plane, you know, whatever we're doing, you know, we're always going somewhere and it feels like I don't have time to baby something. Just want to just go, go, go and in a different way, right? Versus just go, go, go at the rush hour. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't agree more. Well, that's awesome. Well, Jim, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been fun and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Well, thanks, Lee. Yeah. Have anybody stop in, mention the podcast. Um, I'd like to give them a tour of the factory, give them some tips. If there's some new restaurants open up or other places to go, I'd be happy to share. That sounds awesome. Thanks you so much. What an awesome conversation with Jim. I had such a great time in Billings when I was there a few years ago for the TBX Travel Blogger Conference. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Billings. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Austin, Texas to speak with my new friend Evan Stern of the Vanishing Postcards podcast. Evan and I talk about taking a dip in Barton Springs, eating at Sam's Barbecue, and live music at Broken Spoke. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app that we don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 